G'day everyone, this is Rita Join, and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. Today I want to speak to you about the one thing. There's a book by, uh, what's this, Gary's, Gary Keller with Jay Papasan, and they've written a book called The One Thing. And we live in, you know, a society where it's just go, 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 rush, 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 what's on the to-do list. These guys, basically what they're doing in this book is pulling everything apart and getting you and I to focus on the one thing. Although there's like 10 things on our list, and then maybe even 20 things, but they're stripping it all away and they give you advice on how to strip things away to the core thing that you need to get done or the core thing that you want to be able to do or the core goal. And the way that they get you to strip away the noise, the distractions, is by asking one specific question. And the question is, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. So think about, because this is a passions profession podcast, <laughs> the Unboxing Your Podcast, think about your career goals. Think about your work goals, your job goals, your personal development goals. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? And so this question is formulated to strip away the noise, the distraction, the to-do lists, the things that just take a lot of time and the busy energy. And what I did was I actually, I read the book. I highly recommend the book. It's called The One Thing. It's a brilliant book by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, P-A-P-A-S-A-N. Gary Keller spelled K-E-L-L-E-R. And what I want to discuss with you today is the biggest thing I got from the book, the biggest aha I got. So what I want you to do is by asking yourself that question, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? What's your five-year goal for your career, for your work? Like think five years from now. So let's just say it's 2020, even though only a few days until it's left. Think it's 2025. Where do you want to be? You're five years older. Where do you want to be in your career? What do you want to be doing? What's the one thing you want to be doing such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Pick that one thing. And once you do that, we're now going to reverse engineer that goal, that one goal. So the, the, the main crux of this is don't have three or four things. Have one thing, as hard as that is, especially if you're a multi-passionate person, especially there's, got, there's a lot that you want to do in life, just for now, just for the purpose of this exercise. So it's not going to be set in stone. For the purpose of this exercise, just pick one thing in five years that you want to be doing such that by having achieved that, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. Like the other goals will be easier or the other goals will be unnecessary. The other to-do lists will be easier. The other to-do lists will be unnecessary. And now we're going to reverse engineer that. So that's the five-year goal. What has to happen within one year? Like what has to happen in one year's time? So 2021. What has to happen then for you to be able to know that you're on track to the five-year goal? Like what's the one thing that you need to have been doing in the one-year goal, such that by doing it, everything will be easier or unnecessary to reach that five-year goal. So let me give you an example. In five years, you want to be a, um, 
world champion wrestler. I don't know. I'm just thinking. <laughs> really crazy. Okay, wrestlers is probably just probably just too out of like not the right thing that I would even go for, even imagine. Say you want to be a um, a write a, a published author. A lot of people want to write books. That's a good one. Say you want to be a published author in 2025. You want to have a published book. That's the one thing that you want to have accomplished. What has to happen by 2021 that makes me feel that I'm on the right track to achieving that goal? Well, in one year, I would, by 2021, the one thing that I would need to have happen to know that I'm on the right goal, on that track of that goal, and everything else will be easy or unnecessary, is I would need to have my idea, the blueprint of the book written out, that I would need to have my research done for the book, my blueprint written out of what I would want as chapters, and the research done. So in one year, I would know that I'm on the right track. So now we're going to take it back into six months. By June 2020, so what needs to have happened? What's the one thing that I need to do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary so that I'm on the track to the one-year goal, which will take me to the five-year goal, right? So we're just working on this one goal. So in six months, by June 2020, I would need to... Um, I would need to have collated... I would need to have collated my research, what books I'd be, uh, I'd be referencing, what people I would need to interview for the book, what my chapter ideas would be. Like by one year, that's all has to be set. But I would just need to formulate all that in my head or on paper and make sure that I'm okay with where I'm, you know, what the chapters are going to be, the books that, or the movies or the interviews or the people that I'm going to reference in the book. Um, all that stuff would have to be, manageable and in place so that by the one year goal I'm now it's fully drafted it's fully in the blueprint it, it's all together so that the five-year goal is reached do you see where I'm going with this and then we take it down to the one month what has to happen within one month for you to be reaching that six month goal what's the one thing you need to do such that by doing it you can reach the six month goal and everything else will be easier or unnecessary well, in one month, I only need to think of the topic of my book. I would need to have set, set it down. I would need to make sure that, um, yeah, I've got my good topic down, that I know what, I might, what I'm going to be, or the audience that I want to be able to speak to in this book. I would need to research my audience, what they're looking for, what their limitations are, what their aspirations are what things that they want to be having to have happen, what do they want from a book, what have, what have they commented on previous books that they did not like or they did like. So I know I can hit those buttons in my current, you know what I mean? So in one month, I would need to research my target market. The people that I would like to reach with this book, the people that I know that I'd like to help with this book or be of value with this book. And then what has to happen in one week such that by doing it, what's the one thing I need to do this week such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. And the one week I would need to, to get to my goal, five-year goal of writing this book and having it set and printed, I would need to, in one week, I'd need to start reading reviews. Did you know that on Amazon, for example, or on any other book uh, platform, this is for those of you who want to write a book, people write reviews. This is what I like, this is what I didn't like. In one week, I would go on every single one of those and see what is working in the genre that I'm writing about. I would look out what is what is how what have the best authors done? What have the 
the authors that really nailed the message home, that really made the biggest impact for their readers. What, was, what is it that they do? Did they use this, a simple formula? Did they use metaphors? Did they use uh, great marketing? Did they, what did they do to make sure that that book really hit home for their readers? That's what I would do. And then today, what would I do today such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? What I would do today is I would start to find the websites that I would need to go and reference to read those reviews. So here's what we've done, guys. We're crystallizing that goal. What's the, we started off with the five-year goal, then we went to the one-year. What has to happen in one year to hit that five-year goal? What has to happen within six months? What has to happen this month? What has to happen in one week? What has to happen today? And the question that you're asking for the five year, the one year, the six month, the one, the one month, the one week, the today is, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? How many times have I said that? Because it's the key thing. Otherwise, you're going to have, I'm going to have so many things to do on that to-do list for the one, one week goal, for the today goal, for the one month goal, for the six month goal, to get to that five year goal. We will have so many things. And the whole premise of the book is if you pick the one thing that really like pulls the lever, like, and, they, and they use a domino as a metaphor. They, a domino is a very small little, little piece of plastic. That if you hit that one domino, all the other dominoes fall. And just with a little push of the first domino, by the effect of gravity, all of them fall over until the biggest one gets uh, pushed down. And that's what we're doing. We're just pushing the smallest lever or the most effective lever, the one thing, such that by doing it, it pushes every other domino. And that's the thing to keep, the key to keep in mind. Because if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's you, you're, you're overthinking this. So the whole point of the five year, one year, six month, one month, one week today, is to make sure you ask the question, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. And that's what I've started to do as well. That's the thing, that's, by the way, it may take you less time than five years to achieve that goal. You could achieve it, but you wanted to have it at five years so that it gives you breathing space. It just allows that breathing space and your vision. To, and then once you hit it, whether it is five years or whether it is less than five years, then you know that you've, what you've done. So you, you, you know that your success formula, you know you've done the one thing. It's like the 80-20 principle. The 80-20 principle states that 20% of things of what you do produces 80% of the results. You know, if you look at your wardrobe, you wear 20%. You, the, the thing that you wear 80% of the time is 20% of your clothes. So the 80-20 principle is saying is 20% of 80, 20%, let me say that again. 20% of the effort produces 80% of the results. So why, and this was an economist, Parita, who's an Italian economist, who, who sought this information out. And he said, how is it that some economies are working better than the others? And he realized that it's the 20% of things that governments focus on that produce the 80% of the returns. If you look at anything that you do, you wear 20% of your clothes 80% of the time. Like you wear the same pajamas, you wear the same clothes at home, you wear pretty much the same clothes that you like going shopping in, the same bag that you use, even though you have more than one bag, even though you have more than one pair of shoes, there's this one or two pairs of shoes that you wear all the time. And that's the Parita principle. And that's 
the reason why I bring that up is because that's what this book is talking about. That if you focus on the one thing such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary, it's that principle of Pareto, that if you focus on that one thing, it pushes all the other dominoes down. If you focus on that one thing, it will produce 80% of the results that you're looking for. So this is really juicy, guys. If you do this, you're going to hit home run in 2020 and beyond. Because I've tried it and it worked. And not only that, these guys, these two authors that have written this book were real estate agents. And if you've ever been around a real estate agent, they've got so much to do, open houses here, phone calls here, negotiate with that buyer over here, negotiate with that seller over here, making sure that you go to this meeting over here, make sure you, there is so much to do on their calendar, which is creating busy energy. I don't know if you could relate to that. Busy and you just got a lot to do. And you don't even know if it was productive but there's just like a lot of stuff. And so as agents, real estate agents who have had a lifestyle and a career that's been busy, because that's what the industry expects and that's what people do in that real estate industry, they've been able to peel back all the busyness with this one question and they've written a whole book about this one question and it's not boring, trust me, it's very, very, very juicy. They've been able to just condense it down and this is the formula that they've created so that they have command on their time and are not driven by someone else's agenda or their own busyness. And that's what's important, that you feel in control of your time, even though there is like a thousand things beckoning for your attention. But if you can focus on this, that's where you, you actually achieve the goal and you feel productive. Now, here's what I would add to that. A lot of the times in my, when I've coached people, when I've mentored people, when I've led workshops, when I've done engagements in speaking, it's great to tell people, here's the formula to, like I have right now, to go and achieve that career goal, that passion to profession goal, to unbox your gift essentially. But where people will get stuck is on two levels. One is habit. The other thing is belief. If I don't believe that I can achieve this goal that I'm setting out for five years, one year, six months, one month, one, et cetera, then I don't care how many things I list or what I list of the one thing I need to do and condense it down to that one thing. If I don't believe, if I don't believe, not if my coach doesn't believe, it doesn't matter if my coach or my mother or my father or my sister or my brother or my spouse or my anyone, if I don't believe it, it ain't going to happen because my habit will not reflect the belief. So here's what I mean by that. You need to get yourself into a, in a place where you actually know, and that's what belief is. It's just a, 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 a state of knowing that this is going to happen. How do you build that sense of knowing or certainty? Think of a belief, and I've done a YouTube video, so you want to go check it out. For the visual element, think of a belief like a table. A table has usually, the conventional tables have four legs to prop up that table. A belief is like the legs of a table. The belief is the tabletop. And what supports that belief, what gives evidence that that belief is true or not, is the legs. So your belief, for example, is needs to be, I'm going to be a published author in five years. I'm going to be, my book is, will be published in five years' time. The belief, the first leg of that table has to be, what, is it, what do those legs have to be for you to prop up that belief? So I want you to just think about that for yourself. 
what do the legs, what do you need to believe for that belief to be true for you? Now, if I were setting that goal, for me, it would, one leg of that belief would be because I believe that my message could be a different way of someone seeing the world, seeing their situation. I really believe, so if I was gonna write a book about Unbox Your Gift, How to Find Your Passion, Minds Your Profession, I was gonna publish that book. The first belief would be, I really believe that people just need a really effective and easy proven way to find what they're good at. And I know I have the formula because it's worked with so many people that I've coached. So that's my first leg. So I'm finding evidence. You and I will find any evidence for anything that we want to be true. So my second leg of that table that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a published author, that I have the ability that I am a published author in five years time. The first one is I have a system that's proven and I can work for people to find their passion. Second thing is I've interviewed so many people who have taken this thing called a passion and turned it into a profession. There's not one way to do that. There is so many different ways. And I can show that in my book. I can show that with the people that I've interviewed, the people that I've spoken to, the people that I have put on camera, the people that have made their difference, the people that have actually written their own map of the world. I can actually demonstrate that in this book. So it's not, here's the way that it's worked for me. That's what every book does. My differentiation would be, here's the way that not only how I've done it, but here's how person Y and Z and A and B and C have done it. Choose your own adventure. But most importantly, pick your own adventure and create your own map because that's when you're going to find your greatest achievement in just making your own map. Because by making your own map, gives permission for someone else to make their own. And that's what I would have as my second leg. I know this book will work because I just don't have one way of making it happen, turning a passion to profession. I have like so many ways based on the people that I've interviewed on this podcast, on my videos, on my interviews, on my blog, so many different ways. So that's my second leg. My third, and I'm giving you examples of how I'm creating certainty in my belief that I'm a published author and it's, it is a happening thing. The third leg of my, um, my, my belief, my the certainty that I'm a published author is that, and remember guys, you're trying to find, you'll find evidence for anything. So right now I'm just thinking about what evidence can I find? is that this book will live past me. That this book will be something, will be a gift to someone in the library one day, one day it'll be sold somewhere, one day someone will pass it on to someone and it will be the unexpected gift that someone needs to get, get them out of their rut because I know what it feels like to be in a rut. I know what it feels like to be hitting your head against a wall and thinking, what am I doing? Am I getting anywhere? Am I doing anything productive? Am I like making a difference? And I know what that feels like. And I know the support and the words that someone needs when they get in that space. And that's how this book is going to be able to help someone unpack what they're feeling and get out of being stuck. And have the ability and the resources to solve and use this book as a reference to have that happen for themselves. That's my third belief. My fourth belief for, the, for my, my capability of being a published author, which is a certain thing for 2025, and I'm obviously using this as an example, guys, is that 
I've always wanted to help orphans. Deep down inside, I've always wanted to help. And I know that when orphans and kids in Australia, say for example, Bernardo's Australia, they need school packs all the time, you know, packs for schooling, packs for, you know, for, you know like lunch boxes, drink bottle, pencil case, textures, pens. The, the kids need that. Who are in foster homes, who have been abandoned, but for whatever reason. And I think to myself, they're at varying ages. And I, I'd like to, in those gift pack, in those backpacks, put in this book of how to find your passion. Because if anybody needs it, it's someone who doesn't have that support system. That to know that they are worthy in some way. And maybe they'll throw this book away, maybe they'll never look at it, but maybe one day something will treat them to open the book and something will pop up at them. Something will jump out at them from this book and get them to believe in themselves in a way that they haven't had that belief and get them to change their life once they're able to turn 18, 19, etc. So my other belief is I know that this book could make a difference for someone, for a child aged between 10 and beyond who really needs to know that they are of value, they are of worth, and hopefully this book could make a difference on letting them know that God has already given them value and worth. Their job now is to just go and deliver that value and worth, work out what it is for themselves, their unique passion and capability, and to use that to serve themselves and to serve others. To really be able to serve and succeed or succeed and serve. So what I've just done there, guys, is I've just talked myself through the four legs of a belief that I'm going to be a published author. And now I've got the certainty. Now I know that that is going to be a pull. So anytime I think to myself, oh, I don't know if I can do this, even if like, oh, why am I even doing this? Any of those questions that come to every human being. I'm going to recall these legs that I've just, that I've just shared with you. So it reminds me that I need this belief that I'm a published author. That it is be, it's beyond just making me feel good or being having this as a goal. It actually will add to someone else. And that's really what the biggest pull is, that it's beyond a self-interest, that it can actually be of benefit beyond. So I would invite you to do that for yourself. Think of your goal. And even though you think, yeah, I've got this, just still do this exercise. Create a table, what's that belief and what's the four legs to support to give you certainty that that belief will happen, that that goal will happen. Because when you come to that point, where you can't be bothered, where you're tired, where you don't want to, this is what's going to help you. You Taking this piece of paper out, taking this visual image out and reminding yourself, it's what's going to help you break through that slump, that, that feeling of, ugh, right? Which we all have it. So make sure you do that. So with this exercise, make sure you have the one thing that you need to do, the one belief that you need to have and the four pieces of certainty, the four legs of certainty that prop up that tabletop. And then the last thing to seal the deal is what's the one habit that you need to have such that by having this habit, such that by doing this habit, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. 
Now, this thing part of belief and habit, I'm adding it on. You won't find it in the book in case you read the book and think, well, there's nothing written about that. I'm adding it on because I find that in my coaching, in my mentoring, these are the two missing things that people usually stumble upon. You can give someone the tools. What's the one thing you need, for example, right? The question. But unless you've got the mindset, the the mindset, the, the mastering of the psychology behind making that happen, it's just going to be a plan on a piece of paper otherwise. So the belief is the first thing that I'm adding on to this. The second thing is the habit. What's the one habit you need? For me, the one habit that I need, such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary, is that I need to wake up at the same time every single morning. Some mornings I wake up at 5 a.m. Some mornings I wake up at 6 a.m. Some mornings I wake up at 7. And when that happens, and sometimes on the weekend, it's like later than that. So, <laughs> okay, later than that, what does that mean? 8, 8.30. But the point, my point is that for me, the one habit that I need is if I wake up at a uniform time every single day, they create structure. It creates structure to my day. I do what I need to do in the morning. That's done. And I get to spend the weekend, if it's a weekend, to spend it with my family. If it's uh, appointments, I get to do my appointments without thinking I didn't do X, Y, Z that I had planned for in the morning. And my morning is not rushed. So the one habit that I need such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary is when I wake up on time consistently, including the weekends. That's a game changer for me. And so what is your habit that you need to do? Do you need to drink more water? What's the one habit? Do you need to get up on time? Do you need to meet people on time? Do you need to keep to your word that when you say something, you're going to do it? What's the one habit for you? Is it um, making sure that you write emails every day? Is it making sure that you um, smile every day? I mean, it really, things like that matter. It truly matters. Do you need to actually take care of yourself every morning so that you're getting up and you're showering and you're getting dressed uh, nicely, even if you're working from home? Because it makes you feel differently. Like what's the one habit you can do such that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. And when you marry the habit and you do the habit, because then a habit is just what, what becomes routine, and you have that belief in front of you, then the five-year goal, the one-year thing you need to do to reach it, the six-month, one-month, et cetera, becomes easier. It just becomes easier. Take it from someone who has mentored a lot of people in South Asia, Middle East, Australia, and who's working on herself and trying to hack her own lifestyle, her own brain, her own mindset. And here's what I found. The marriage of these two things, or these three things, habit plus the, uh, belief plus the five-year goal and the reverse engineering of that is what creates impeccable, impeccable effectiveness, like impeccable results. Uh, but everyone is different and everyone goes in their own pace and it depends on your level of seriousness. So that's the map. And then once you, once you get on this map and once you get a result, and by the way, guys, review what you're doing. One of the things that I would also write here, and this is something that I need to work on, is journaling. I sometimes forget to journal. But journaling is a way of self-awareness. And I'm going to end with this. I was listening to an interview with Oprah Winfrey. And she was saying that she was, she was being interviewed by the LinkedIn CEO. And 
in the very early on in her career, she was speaking in schools. And a little schoolboy came up to her and said, um, what do you play with? Like, what do you do during the daytime? She goes, well, I don't play. I go to work and I'm on TV. He said, oh, is that playing? And she said, no, I'm, I'm not playing. It's, it's, it's my job when I'm on TV. It's, it's actually my job. And she said that night she was journaling about that. She was journaling about the fact that the little boy said, are you playing on TV? Like, are you playing a part? And her response was, no, I'm, it's my job. I'm actually working when I'm on TV. And she started to journal and she realized that that conversation with that little boy saying that I'm not playing, that this is a real thing, made her realize that she wasn't, she just didn't have a job, that she had a platform. That she had a platform that she could change people's insights, biases, prejudices, lives through her show. But she didn't realize that until she wrote that in her journal and started reflecting on it. And I found that incredible because in self-awareness, when we're talking about emotional intelligence, self-awareness is being aware of your own feelings and the feelings of others and knowing what to do, what decisions to make with that information of your feeling and the feeling of someone else or other people in the room. And the decision that she made was via a reflective, a reflective memory of the day. And what's important to know is that that's when she took her show seriously, knowing that seriously in that she knew that it was more than just a show, but she wouldn't have come to that realization had she not have had that, that situation with that little boy and had she not have reflected. And she, the only way she reflected on it is because of journaling. And she says that she kept a journal since she was 19 years old. And so I try and journal, but I don't, because I have to actually put it next to my bed so that I remember. It's actually on my dining table. But that's part of making sure that you're on the right track. And I, I bring that up because every time that you get to, what am I doing today, such that by doing it, everything else will be easier and necessary. What I'm doing in one week, one month, and asking that question. Reflect on what you're doing. Is it getting you closer to your goal or is it steering you away? And that reflection of journaling helps. If you don't want to journal, but just reflect on it at least. Like think about because that is what's going to get you closer, faster moving forward by that reflection. And it's part of um, you learning about yourself and you learning about your world. And once you learn about yourself, I believe that's a superpower. When you know what triggers you, what's your impulses, what turns your motivation on and off, what turns your creative thinking on and off, what creates, you know, what creates the spark, what turns off your spark, knowing that and knowing when you can turn it on for yourself on command, not relying on somebody else, that the environment has to be a certain way, that the boss has to be a certain way, that the client has to be a certain way. When you know what has to happen for you, then you have command. Like there you have control, you have a superpower. And that comes from being aware of yourself and it comes through as one avenue is through journaling, which is why I shared the Oprah Winfrey story. Okay, guys, I'm going to wrap this up because it's taken a slightly longer than what I anticipated, but I hope this has been a benefit to you. I hope you do this exercise. I hope you really take it on board and whatever you've got going on for you that you want to accomplish, that you want to do, I hope you marry up the belief and the habit and that you use self-awareness and the reflection to make sure that you're, um, on the right track because like anything we can get off track and we can get on track and it's these modalities that we're using that can really skyrocket our results and make us feel fulfilled and knowing that we've achieved minus the busy energy
So if you found this video, or pardon me, if you found this podcast helpful, please make sure that you write a review, please share it, please subscribe. And my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift. And with every episode, my hope and my prayer is that together we unbox it. Thank you so much and God bless.